We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast formerly known as Better Golf. Turns out there's another podcast also named Better Golf that got out there a couple weeks before us. So we're going to change the name. We're still contemplating that, but... For now, it's a Rotowire slash Morning Read Golf Podcast with Jeff Ritter, Scott Jenstead, and myself, Jeff Erickson. Welcome, everybody. It is Match Play Week. We just finished the Honda Classic. Uh, let's start off by reviewing what what we saw last week. Diminished field, still not no shortage of drama, at least on until Saturday until Sunday uh, when there was really no drama on Sunday. Matt Jones ran away with the field, really impressive. Lat only guy in the last seven groups to go under par. Just kind of just walked away from everybody. Yeah, it was like the what's what do you call it? It's wire to wire, but you're missing the middle wire, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so fast, and then and and then just slammed the door and took all the suspense out of it. Uh, it was an impressive win. Didn't see it coming. I mean, we talked about it last week. How it's a tough golf course, and it was a you know kind of a weak field, and you you could almost feel like something unexpected or just that kind of out of left field might happen, but. Uh, you got to give credit to Jones. You know, it's not his first win on tour. He's 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 a KG veteran, and uh, it's not easy to close a lead out like he did on Sunday. So uh, he earned a spot in the in the Masters this year. So congrats. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was the worst tournament in over. It's at least it's a season back. It was just Sunday was boring. Aaron Wise four putted and kind of ended the whole round there. And I just thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was a really disappointing tournament. You know, none of the big name guys, I guess medium name guys or no big name guys, made a run on Saturday or Sunday. It was uh, it was one of the few Sundays where I found myself uh, flipping over something else because the just, Jones had it. It was done by like the eleventh hole on Sunday. And there was plenty of something else. There was, week. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that had a lot to do with it. JB Holmes uh, impersonated his British Open Sunday round. Uh, just kept he, he didn't just backpedal. He back sprinted. That was uh, that was the best part of Sunday. Watching him on two, like taking fourteen minutes to hit a second shot. That made that that made the tournament right there. And after that, it was boring. But uh, seeing JB struggle was fun. 
we, we like to criticize slow players here. Uh, that'll be uh, no slow play. Maybe that'll be our name, name of our thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll find, figure that out. All right. Enough said about the Honda Classic. It, unfortunately, that was about the, all, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of takeaways. Uh, let, let's move forward to World World uh, WGC Match Play Tournament. I love the Match Play Tournament in the early rounds. The it, 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 There's not much drama on the weekend, unfortunately. The structure, a lot, especially on Sunday, unfortunately, there's just no way I think around it there. There's just so many, so few golfers playing and it's just too many breaks in play. And unfortunately we haven't had too many memorable final days. Yeah. See, I'm like you, I'm a little bit like you, Jeff. I used to love the match play. Yeah. Now I, I like the match play. Uh, but it used to be, I mean, gosh, there were times back, back in the old sports illustrated golf office where we'd print out the brackets, put them up and have our own, yeah. you know, second March madness pool running and the round robin, you know, format of these early rounds, I think it really sucks a lot of life out of uh, the event. Cause really the first two days were the best days of this in the old format. Uh, you'd often get dud final matchups still do. Uh, but those early days were just wild to see, you know, big names, just one and done going home. And now it, it's just not as easy I just like the more cutthroat format myself, but I, I am excited for this week. It's, it, I like it, but I don't. I don't love it anymore. I think we need to grandfather Keegan Bradley and Miguel Angel Jimenez into the tournament just so they can match up against each other in a one and done. It's. Uh, I actually prefer. I'm different, to you guys. I actually prefer the pods now. I, I. I didn't like when a guy would like you get Tiger Woods out there and he'd be home the first day. You're like, oh, well, this tournament just kind of got less fun and ended. And you know, I think. Uh, I think going to the pods is fun. At least you get three rounds from guys. For I think for fantasy and DraftKings and that kind of stuff, it's much better. Like you, otherwise, well, sure. Otherwise, on Wednesday, you're like, oh, my guy's done, and you're just not watching him. Or at least you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You do get some. You get some duds on Friday where you guys that can't advance are still playing. But uh, I think it's a more fun format. I think you can still print out the brackets. You just gotta you know pick to the sweet six. 16 rather than the 32 and the 16, but uh, I think it's a better format. I, I really enjoy it, but I agree with you guys. The, the Saturday Sunday is just tough because you got you know, four guys out in the course. It's really tough to get too excited about that. But uh, it's just uh, I know I, I wish we could have Stephen Ames back. But uh, other than that, uh, that was that was my most memorable match play moment when Tiger beat him 10 and 8 or whatever that was after he talked a little trash before the match. That's hilarious. Uh, I do remember. I still like Bradley and Jimenez. I'll beat you up with my one good arm, Bob Dole moment there from Jimenez. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I like the drama. But yeah, we used to do brackets too in the old uh, Roto News office, uh, or which became the RotoWire office. Yeah, we used to do that too. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but alas, we do not have that here. We are in Austin. What's Jeff? Uh, what sort of players do well at the Austin Country Club? What's a, what should we be looking for? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, when Kevin Kisner is your defending champ, that kind of raises an eyebrow in a, in a yeah. way. Okay, we're not we're not talking about the pure power player at this point. Uh, Kisner, I would say, you know, in the, in the times that he's played in team events, distinguished himself as a pretty gritty match play player. I think it's specifically mm-hmm. Presidents Cups teams, but. Um, so, so that sort of, to me, that, that sends up the flag of, okay, it, it's a mixed bag. And really, I think probably the best attribute of all is simply just being good at match play. I mean, I, we often, um, we've made the joke at, at my office before, you could have the Ryder Cup at a bowling alley parking lot. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's about, it's not necessarily about the course. It's about playing the man as much as anything. And I think, uh, I think this is a good golf course for that. And sort of take the golf course is, right. is tough enough to be tough, but it sort of takes itself out of the equation of who's going to win this thing, which I like. 
Scott, yeah. any other insights? On no, that? I think that's really good. I mean, it's a, it's a Pete Dye uh, course, and I think that you know you can look at Pete Dye players, but I think Jeff's right. It's a, when you get a match play, it's you know one one bad round and you're done, or you know one great round you can still get eliminated. So the guy's better than you. I think match play, the head to head comes into. So I'm looking at shots green, tree to green. I'm just looking for guys who are in good form, playing well. You know, I think putting's a little bit different this week. Usually, I'm like ah, kind of toss putting out, but I think you want guys right now that are putting well because I mean you got to make big putts to win to win match play uh, matches, and I think that. Uh, you know, you get someone like Hideki or someone like that that's got to make a, an eight foot putt to advance or to to have a hole. And I just I think guys like that uh, struggle a little bit. I like I like guys who can make a putt. Like give me Patrick Reed over a ten foot putt in a match play any day. Yeah, I think that's a great call. Yeah, luckily Aaron Wise isn't in this tournament, so he doesn't <laughs> oh, have to suffer ugly. that. That was ugly. Uh, does he recover by the way from this? I mean that that that's a tough way to you know fall way out of contention really fast. Apparently he had a round last year. We had a four putt and a five putt. So apparently it's not a oh. new thing for him. But uh, I, there was a, there was a stat that came up on the dirt running. He had five four putts over the last year or something like that. He was like he was way off the charts for like complete blow up holes on the green. So I don't know. That that was tough though. I mean, and he was up and legit chance to win. That was that was rough to watch. I uh, talked with uh, our Rotowire colleague Len Hawkberg on SiriusXM today, and he was talking about the groups. Group yeah, Justin Thomas, you know, is the number two seed. And his group is really tough. It's the defending champ, Kisner, Matt Kuchar, who does well in, in, in match play, and Louis Oosthuizen, who has a really good, is a really good ball striker and has a good tr- uh, track record in this uh, tournament. In fact, I think they've all advanced farther than JT has in this tournament, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Louis has the most wins of anybody who's not won this event. So he's, uh, he has, yeah. he's very successful, but hasn't won. And Kisner not only won last year, but he was the runner-up in 2019, but he's a runner-up in 2018 also. So he's like back-to-back yep. really good performances. And I've got a special interest in that group because two of the five golfers that I have in the Rotowire league that we're in are, uh, I think, whatever we name our, our golf league, I have five golfers going and two of them are in the group of death. So I have Usti and I have Kisner. So good times there. I don't, I, I don't even have the favorite. That's the worst when that happens, when your fantasy lineup just uh, the deck shuffles and you've got two guys that aren't, you know, you're already doubled up and not getting one of them out of the group stage. Yeah. Tough break. Part tough of the tough break, tough break. <laughs> I do have DJ. He's got McIntyre, Long, and Na in his group, so that that's okay. I'll take that draw for him at least. Uh, although Na, you never know. Na is a great putter, so he he might he won't have the length of the you know seeing that matchup will be wild. You know, DJ will outdrive him by 25, 30 yards, and then Na will bomb out a putt from you know outside of DJ, and DJ will miss. But uh, we'll see how that works out. I think uh, I think Group Eight is Group Eight is like is the most fun when you have Hatton, Westwood, Garcia, and Matt Wallace. It's like a it's like a Euro Ryder Cup team all in one pot. I thought that was the most fascinating group just by how it worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the the Ryder and Wally's hot train ended with Westwood last week. I uh, didn't even make the cut at the Honda. I did pivot away from him and one and done before, uh, at the last minute. Went with the aforementioned Keegan Bradley that was kind of lukewarm. He had a good Saturday and then fell back again on Sunday, but. Uh, I always need to talk about my picks because that's what everybody's <laughs> listening for, the, the, the host and not the two experts. But anyways, uh, how, what other groups catch your eye, Jeff? I like uh, I'm really fascinated by 11. I want to know where Rory is right now. Um, you know, this is the Masters means so much to him as the final leg of the Grand Slam. He's looked so lost and, and seems to be getting even deeper into the forest, you know, as we get closer to this tournament. I think Poulter in his group is potentially fun as just the two two veteran Ryder Cup teammates that'll have to yep. go against each other. 
And I think Cameron Smith is is like I, I really want to take him out of this group, but those are those are two match play heavyweights that he's in the middle of. But Cameron Smith's just a guy that's just he's just trending the right direction. It seems year over year, he just keeps getting better and better and, and stepping up in weight class. And uh, I wonder if this might be a week where. Uh, he becomes known for more than just a guy with a goofy mullet and a mustache, but actually, you know, takes down a couple giants in this event and makes a run. So I think 11 is fun, but there's there's a lot of fun, you know, kind of even just one-off matches that you can look forward to in the, in the next couple of days. That's funny. I had about six bets of guys to win their pod in Camp Swiss one of them. I like him at plus 240. I think that uh, Roy yeah. in that group bumps up his price in that pod, in that pod and you look at Cam Smith's last three tournaments, 17th the players, 11th at WGC Mexico, 4th at Genesis, putted really well the last two weeks. I think he's a prime guy to be an underdog to come out of that group. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I am not in a bracket pool, uh, but I would take him out of this bracket. It's just, again, playing the odds too, you know, a scrappy underdog that you think has got a, a real shot there. I think I think 15 is a really fun group too because the lowest ranked player is actually the betting favorite coming out of the group and Jordan, yeah, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. We got yeah. you got Fitz, you got Matthew Wolf, you got Corey Connors, you got Jordan Spieth, and Spieth plus one eighty eight to come out of the group. He's actually the favorite, which is pretty wild because he's, he's the fourth seed in that group. But I love Corey Connors in that group, plus three hundred. Um, he's the he's the least well known of that group, but playing the best. Uh, he's played thir- third at API, seventh of players, huge uh, huge numbers in uh, shots green, tee to green, and shot gains approach the last two tournaments. I think he's overshadowed in that group. I think he's probably my favorite coming out of the pod group at, at plus three hundred. And it's funny that, that you're, you cited the two guys that are the C and D players in the group. The A and B players yeah. are Matthew Fitzpatrick, but he doesn't do well in match play typically. And Matthew Wolf, who isn't playing well, period, lately. Yeah. I, uh, I would go Fitzpatrick here. I think he's due and he's, he's playing well right now. Uh, also, just as an X factor, he's dropped, he's cut the first name down to Matt officially <laughs> in the PGA. Oh, oh we got to change the database in Rotowire. I Matthew's just. Uh, it's just Matt Fitzpatrick, guys. He's streamlining it, and uh, I like I like guys that are keeping it simple. So when in doubt, uh, go for the guys that had just he's, locked he's, in. He's always yeah. fits to me, so I probably probably wouldn't affected me either way. Yeah, he should have gone with Fitz Fitzpatrick. I like I like that. That's my uh, I like or, or Ebbets Fitzpatrick Hume or something like that. Oh wait, now I'm, I'm going into the obscure reference that Scott doesn't get. So never. We'll move on. But uh, let's just kind of go through some of the other brackets here because uh, I think there's some other ones. Victor Hovland, you know, he, he's making in you know, Group 13. He's making his match play debut. How much does experience in this event matter? Because there's a couple guys that are the A players in the group that have never done match play. He and uh, Colin Morikawa are both. Um, Hovland has been, you know, straight fire for the most part lately. Uh, I, I, he kind of in, in Florida kind of like failed a little bit towards the end of a couple tournaments, but you know his form is pretty good overall. What do you think about him in this in this setup? He's a former USAM winner, correct? Or, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So at, at Pebble, no less. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think he's I would and I, he's also on my fantasy team, which makes me a, a, t- a tilt when, when trying to predict his performance. But I like him in this bracket a lot. I think this is another another guy who, uh, even as a first-timer, I think he's this is, this is a bracket that doesn't scare me. A- answer will be tough, but I like Pavlin a lot in that group. I, uh, I actually like Abe Answer in that group, and I like Abe Answer as a long-shot bet to win the whole thing. He's 66-1 to 1 right now. Plus 225, he's 3-1-1 at the President's Cup. Really showed some some match play skill there. And just playing great. Last four weeks, uh, fifth, he had a miscut, then 18th and 22nd. 
Uh, the putting's been off, but the ball strike has been great. If he could just like putt a little bit, I think he's pretty dangerous. And Bernd Wiesberger's playing terribly in that group. I would toss him out. He's he's, he's the most likely to lose ten and eight this weekend. Um, he's on he's on he's on my fantasy team, so I know that that's coming. And you know, <laughs> Kevin Streelman kind of solid, but I I think that it's Answer and Hovland. I think it's a pretty clear top two in that group. And you need to be plus two twenty five. I kind of like the odds on Answer, even though I love Victor Hovland as a player and was. Uh, quite upset when you drafted him. I think he went a dollar more than me in our in our, uh, in our auction, uh, just like the last second too. And he was a, he was a big uh, target for me in that in that draft. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, I think it's interesting in our league, fourteen team league, nine players rostered. Uh, we start five every week. Uh, auction format. We've gotten more efficient. You know, usually there's a scramble to pick up those last remaining guys in the match play because it's a guaranteed paycheck. They're already r- rostered already. Uh, and maybe it's because we had a WGC like four, three, four weeks ago. And so we had that mad scramble to get all those guys already. But th- there's no like, oh, who's that Euro who's playing in this? Nope. They're they're all rostered already. Tough. Too bad. You're you're, you're stuck. Uh, if you had two golfers like one of our, our esteemed commissioner, Tim Schuler did, better make a trade or hope that those two golfers are really good. I think Antoine Rosner was the only guy of 64 that got picked up that wasn't available, right? That's pretty good. 63, 64. Yeah. That's 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 impressive. Uh, let's keep going through the groups. I I, I mentioned uh, let's we'll just you know I, I was going to scatter shot. Let's just go a little formulaic here and go through the top. Dustin Johnson, Group One, heads off Group One. Kevin Na, Robin Mac, Robert McIntyre, Adam Long. Jeff, do you see any uh, bogeys there for Dustin Johnson? Anybody to look out for? Yeah, I feel about as confident in DJ as I do anything. I mean, it's historically you you almost want to just cover up the numbers next to the players because I, I don't think anybody, I don't think a top twenty player has reached the final of this event the last couple times. But I feel good about DJ. I mean, Nah has that back injury. You know, he had to he pulled out of an event a couple weeks ago, so um, I, I feel pretty solid in just pushing DJ through that group. Yeah, uh, I do too. Scott, any uh, any other things to add about anybody else in that group? I think uh, I think Bobby Max a little bit of a sleeper. Guys that don't really know him all that well, but uh, yeah, I mean, of the favorites, only thirty five percent of the top seeds have, have advanced since they did the pod thing. But uh, I, DJ would be the one that uh, I, I take pretty easily here. All right, Group Two, the aforementioned Group of Death, and I think this is a good point to mention, to to bring up the selection process. How they didn't do this straight seeding. They didn't do it by rankings. It seems like it's more World Cup where you draw out of a group, right? And somehow Justin Thomas drew 22, 34, and 52, whereas Dustin Johnson, one pick ahead of him, drew 28, 41, and 61. Seems a little unfair to JT. Yeah, they see they they seed you one through sixteen, and then you just pull them the names out of a pool of like yeah. buckets of different. So yeah, this is a tough draw. Uh, I would probably, I mean, certainly. The chalk would say it's Justin Thomas finds a way. He's playing great, but uh, I don't know. This is not a chalky event. I just took chalk with Dustin Johnson. I'll, I'll probably go Louis here. I, I think just if I, if, I, if there can only be one today, I would take Louis coming out of the group. There can be only one. All right, Scott. Yeah, it's a, I mean it's a great group. I, if I probably to do it betting odds wise, I'd probably go Kisner just because he's plus three twenty five and has so much success and is kind of a, an angry tough guy that uh, does that loves to play match play. So uh, I'd probably go Kis, but I, I think Jeff's Louis pick is probably pretty good. All right, moving on to Group Three, John Rom's group. Uh, it goes with Ryan Palmer twenty four, Shane Lowry thirty eight, Sebastian Munoz fifty six. Start with Scott this time. What do you like in this group? Yeah, that's a tough one too. Um, I'm just looking at my uh, looking at my list here. Uh, I have to scroll down. My eyes aren't very good. Uh, so group three, give me give me that group one more time. Sorry, John Rom, oh, Ryan Palmer, Shane it. Lowry, and Sebastian Munoz. 
Another one where none of the like three non-top seeds guys really jump out to me. If I had to go an underdog, I'd probably go Lowry. But I think I think Rom is uh, Rom's the guy here, and Rom is a, a match play guy too. He made the finals when he lost to DJ in 2017. Yeah, I hate to go chalk here, but I, I'd probably go Rom in this group. We had some we had some breaking Rom news today. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Is expecting, and so he may miss the Masters or potentially leave the Masters early. So. Uh, Got to cash in quickly if you're Rom. So I'll I'll take Rom to come out of this group. Uh, but I also I wouldn't discount Ryan Palmer. I think he's a steady player, a Texan. Uh, I wouldn't forget about him. But I, I think Rom's Rom would be my pick still coming out. And of he and Rom are buddies, according to Rotowire's Len Hochberg too. So a little yeah. I don't know if that has anything. You know, at least maybe won't be as intimidated as much perhaps if it gets to that. Group four: Colin Morikawa never played this event. Billy Horschel. 32, Max Homa, 35, JT Poston at 63. Jeff, we'll go with you this time. Yeah, I, I, Poston, I, it's unknown. Homa, first-timer, rising. I, and Morikawa, I mean, he's got a win, but he also, he's really been kind of hot or cold other than that win. I'd probably take Horschel. Uh, probably the best, most consistent putter of the group, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, would, I, would take, I would take Horschel out of this. I, I love Max Homa in this group, plus 300. I think it's a really good bet to come out of the pod. I like that he kind of had the down week of the players after the win, but prior to the players, 10th, 22nd, the win, and 7th. Um, feels like a tough guy. I think he's a play well match, but I know it's his first time, but uh, I think Homa comes out of this group and uh, sneaks past Morikawa. Yeah, and all these college golfers have a lot of match play experience. That is one thing, you, you know, these, yeah. these younger golfers, they do it in college all the time. So We and get, to, get the, the UC Berkeley matchup, too, Homa and Morikawa, same college. Ah, very true. Very true. Group five, contrast Bryson's group with Justin Thomas's group. Tommy Fleetwood at 21, recent form isn't that great. Siwoo Kim at 45 and Antoine Rosner at 58. Not exactly uh, the the at least in terms of name value, it's certainly not the same as uh, Justin's group there. Uh, Scott, we'll go with you first this time. What, what's your uh, reaction to this group? Yeah, not overly fired up about this group to be honest. I uh, I've gotten a, a lot of underdogs to win. I'd probably just go bite Bryson and win this group. I just think that uh, in a match play, he can just he can if he blows up a hole, it doesn't really matter. So he can go for a lot of stuff. I think he'll be pretty aggressive. Um, I'd probably go Bryson out of this group just because Fleetwood's form is not great lately. Yeah, same. Also, I, I would add, I'm looking forward to seeing Antoine Rosner. I, I don't even know what he looks like. He just like tripled into the field. He's a mystery man for me, so he's the one guy I can. I don't think I've ever seen hit a shot. Uh, I take Bryson out of this group. All right, group six, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler at 30, Jason Day, 44, former winner twice, two different venues, but not this one yet, uh, and Andy Sullivan at 57. Uh Jeff, you're, you get to go first on this one. Thoughts? I'll take uh, I'll take the Texans, Scotty Scheffler, but this is an intri- this is another intriguing group that somehow we missed when we were just highlighting our favorite groups. I like this one a lot. I think Jason Day is just someone that always kind of lures me in. I, you know, he's got a good course history at a lot of places on tour. You just never know with him when it's when it's gonna. He, he's kind of in this like drifting stage as well, in a way where I just don't know. I don't know where he is anymore, but I I, I want to take Day. Uh, Xander, of course, being a top ten guy is is interesting, but I just think this is a moment for Scotty Scheffler. He had a great rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. This is a chance to just continue that ascent that I think he's on, and uh, I'll take him to come out of the group. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Day is the third third guy in this group at plus two fifty. I just I love how he played at the players. The putting was terrible, but everything else was great. Gained eleven point two um, tee to green. Gained four point two around the green. Four point eight off the tee. Um, I think he's rounding into form just at the right time. And uh, I think as the as the third highest or the third favorite in this group, uh, I, I kind of like him as an underdog coming out of this one. And usually he's a great putter yeah. too. And that's that's the thing. So that's funny. That's what let him down. Group seven, Patrick Reed. We mentioned him earlier. He gets Joaquin Neiman, Christian Bezwiedenhot, and Bubba Watson. Uh, 7, 26, 33, and 55, respectively. Bubba has a pretty good track record in this event as well. Uh, uh, he's actually, he's either all or nothing, actually, which is pretty much his, his career. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Scott, what's your reaction to group seven? Uh, I love Joaquin Neiman as a player, but uh, in match play, I'm just going to go Patrick Reed. Um, I don't think there's anybody I'd want more in a one-on-one match play situation. I think he will make every putt that matters, and that's what I want in a match play situation. Uh, so not only do I like Reed um, plus 150 in this group, I like Reed at 28-1 to 1 to win the whole thing. All right. Jeff Ritter. Solid pick. Uh, I'm intrigued to see more of this Wheaton hot. Uh, another guy is just kind of slowly moving up the ranks. Uh playing doing it most of it uh internationally but uh yeah i don't think i haven't seen enough of neiman as a match play player and uh and bubba i mean it, it could be a bubba week you, you won't really know until it's you're in the middle of a bubba week you know uh so i would take reed out of this i i, I like him a lot and uh i think scott's pick even as a potential to win the thing I, I would probably slot reed straight to my final four um at looking beyond, I don't know about win the thing, but I, I I would go final four with Patrick Reed. I like this draw for him. I'm just I'm just impressed both you guys uh, pronounced the Nas name so well on on Christian. That was impressive. No, oh, thank you. Well, he's on my team, so I've had some practice. Otherwise, I probably would have butchered it badly. <laughs> All right, Group Eight, the Euro Tea Party: Terrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, hit the ball already, Sergio Garcia, and Matt Wallace. Jeff, you get to start on this one. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Sergio. Yes. Uh, I think he's playing well. Uh, the Westwood, I mean, of course Westwood's had this revival, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it didn't, you know, it didn't look so great last week. Hatton, of course, can run hot or cold. Wallace is hot and cold, also temperamental. <laughs> you know, I just This is a very temperamental group, like, actually. They all are. Fun, fun group, but uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to lean on the experience mixed with the current form, and I'm going to say Sergio finds a way to get himself out of this group. Lives in Texas, too. Little known fact. Yeah, yeah. Spent some time in Austin. That's true. Part-time resident. Scott? We had to agree on one. I'm actually going Sergio here, too, at the, at the, at the odds. He played great at the players. Uh, gained 8.9 off, off the tee to green and 8.3 on approach. Made the made the Sweet 16 the last two times this tournament. Loves match play. Um, I think Hatton is, uh, is a guy that, if he got out of this group, could win the whole thing, too. But uh, I think Sergio finds a way to get out of this group. All right, I'm going to start whipping through these a little quicker because we got eight more brackets to get through, and we still got to talk a little DK here. So uh, Group 9, Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, 9 and 17 respectively, Mackenzie Hughes at 48, and Taylor Gooch at 59. Scott, quick thought. It's disrespectful that Webb Simpson is not the favorite in this group. Paul Casey is, so I'm taking Webb Simpson plus 175 as someone I'd like to bet to win this pod. Jeff? I will just – you got to take one off the bottom line. And I just think Taylor Gooch is actually – he's playing well this year. Uh, so is Casey. So I'm going to take Gooch. I'm going to take – you gotta, You got to throw a few random ones in there. I'm going to take Taylor Gooch. All right. Well. There, there you go. Big big upset pick there. Group 10, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, Carlos Ortiz, Brian Harmon, 10, 23, 42, and 54 respectively. Jeff? 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't have the odds in front of me, but I got to think Cantlay is a heavy favorite. Uh, I, I think it's probably him coming through. I would watch out for Ortiz, though, who, who would be tempting uh, if, he's, if you get a good underdog odds on him. Any other thoughts, Scott? I'm going Brian Harmon at plus 335. Uh, Ortiz is plus 350, by the way, Jeff. I'm going Harmon just off the recent form. Played great at the players. Uh, pretty much across the board. Putted really well. Uh, I'm going to go Harmon the upset, and Patrick Cantley kind of annoys me anyway, so I'm just going to pick against him. <laughs> he was on my team last year, and he annoyed me too because he didn't win until it was too late. Uh, and Group 11, Rory. Last seen admitting that Bryson's in his head. Cameron Smith at 25. Lanto Griffin at 46, and Ian Poulter is a uh, Ryder Cup teammate at 60. Scott, what say you? Uh, I already picked this one earlier. It's one of my favorite bets. I love Cam Smith at plus 240 to come out of this group. Yeah, that's uh, I right. I mentioned, mentioned the recent form. Uh, I like that you have a, a huge name in the group, kind of puts everybody else's prices up, and uh, Poulter's form doesn't scare me right now. Griffin uh, playing well, but uh, I, I like Cam Smith coming out of here. Yeah, Griffin is pretty playing. It's playing pretty well. It's tempting, but I, I said it earlier. I'm, I'm on to Cam Smith on this one. I think Rory's one of the most fascinating guys in the field, uh, but Cam Smith beat my pick. All right, Group Twelve: Tony Finau at twelve, Jason Kokrak twenty nine, Will Zalatoris at forty, and Dylan Fratelli at sixty four. Jeff, ah, that's a tough one. I, I you, my heart says Finau, but. Kokrak's playing pretty well this year. Zalatoris is intriguing as, as another guy is just on the rise. I, I'll go Will. I'll take the thrill. Zalatoris, one of my favorite picks in this group, plus 260, uh, 21st, 10th, 22nd, 15th, the last four weeks. I like him at 50 to 1 as a long shot to win the whole thing, too. All right. All right. Some calls being made. I like it. Group 13, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, uh, this is the Hovland answer group. We kind of both already, we already discussed it. So I'm going to move on to group 14. Group 14 is Daniel Berger. Uh, Harris English is seated 19th, Brennan Todd 47th, and Eric Van Royen 62. Scott, what say you? One of those few groups where I don't really have a strong feel. None of these guys really jumped out to me, and Berger and English kind of feel similar to me. Um, so I'm just going to take the long shot here. We get a bottom line, guys. Jeff said, I'm going to take Van Ruyen at plus 400 to get hot. I just, uh, I don't know. I, this is one of the few groups I don't have a great feel on. Yeah, Berger uh, sat out, you know, yep. week injury. Yeah. Um, also, so I, I, I stay, stay clear of that. I'll, I'll just go up one line and say Brendan Todd, a guy who's shown he can win events before. Uh, why couldn't he get hot one more time and, and come out of this group? But uh, this this feels like when you just almost shuffle the deck and pull a name. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought so either. too. All right, we already covered group 15. That's the Fitzpatrick, Wolf, Connor, Spieth group. Uh, group 16, Sunjay M., 16, Victor Perez, 31, Mark Leishman, 36, Russell Henley, 50. Uh, I, I don't love M's recent form, guys, but I, I'm not afraid of this group. What's I think uh, Scott started this last one. Jeff, what say you? Yeah, same. I uh, I might go all the way down to Henley, who, who played pretty well at the Honda, at least for a while. I, I don't know. I, it, this is another one where it feels very tough, and, and probably whoever I'm picking from this group, I'm probably – penciling them into lose immediately in the next round of my bracket. But I'll go I'll go back to the bottom line one more time to take Russell Henley. I uh, I think I go Henley also. He's he's actually the second favorite. He's plus 225. I'm just a little bit worried about Sungjae's uh, irons have not been good. He was he was he was good everywhere. I was putted great at Honda, but 
lost 3.4 shots per approach. And in his last five tournaments, he's lost more than two shots on approach in four of those five tournaments. Um, I'm just a little worried that he, uh, he, he's he been really good putting the last two weeks. It's hidden the fact that he's not hitting the balls, hitting his irons as well as he normally does. And I'm, I'm going to fade there. And I'll, and I'll go with Henley in the group. All right. Very good. Uh, okay. You guys, uh, I want to get final fours and winners from each of you. Can, can I? I want to give you th- like two seconds on DraftKings strategy for real quick. Well, we're going to go. Oh, we're okay. going to go DraftKings after that. So All right, that's, ignore that's, me then. Go ahead, if you, go ahead if you want. I'm, I'm going to pull up the bracket. I didn't. I didn't have one. Printed. You know what? Let's uh, go on to DraftKings. We'll come back to Final Four because okay. it kind of ties into everything here. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and the thing about DraftKings is it's a different format than every other week. Yeah. You know, it's so much based on wins, and you know, of course, you get you know points for birdies and things like that. Last week we were trying to avoid damage. We we're trying to like avoid you know avoid the whammies. This week, I think we want to go for birdies. I think we want to shoot for the flag a lot. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is strategy-wise. There's four. Make sure you have uh, a guy in each region, and then no more than two guys in a region. Because you're playing a tournament, you want to get your guys to go as deep as possible. So you don't want any of your guys to match up early. You obviously don't want two guys in the same pod, uh, but you want to make sure that you have a chance to get all final four guys. So you you want four guys in each region, then only two in the. Uh, you have to take six. You want two in the others. But make sure they right. don't match up in the Sweet 16 either. You could probably have – you wanted them to match up in the Elite Eight. So you want to kind of build, make sure you look at the bracket and make sure that you can get guys as far as you want. You're playing in a tournament. You're going to have to have guys advance far. You need like five or six guys in the Elite Eight. So you got to make sure that you um, not only take the players you want, take the salaries, how they match up, but you got to look at the bracket and make sure that they can they can go as far as possible without playing each other. Yeah, that's a that's a really good call. And, you know, in the past I think I've uh... – I, I think I've maybe ignored that a little bit there. You know, it, you know that's one thing with the pod thing. It makes me not look at the brackets as much. Yep. You know, I just right. I, I don't think to look at the actual bracket. You don't see it as much. It's not put in front of you as much. You have to seek it out a little bit more. So, uh, and when I asked you the final four, that was a little. You know, I guess that's one thing I should have given you a little bit more time for. But uh, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, okay, so with all that in mind, Scott, give me a couple of plays in DraftKings. Yeah, I love. I'm going to go under 10,000. I like Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson. They're 96 and 9100. I really like Cam Smith at 85. Then under 8,000. There's a lot of great plays down here, but my favorite ones. I love uh, Will Z at uh, 7900. I love Corey Connors at 7800, and I like Max Home at 7400. We talked about him earlier. Just recent mm-hmm. form, playing really well. Four straight weeks in the top 25 before that one missed cut after the win. But um, I think those are the, uh, the Zalatoris, Connors, Homa under 8,000 is where I'll really attack down low so I can get some expensive guys in my lineup. So, uh, sounds good. Sounds good. Anybody you specifically want to fade? Is it all the, the big guy, big price guys? It sounds like you don't have any of the favorites there. Uh, I mean, I will. I'll probably, uh, I, I, I think I like DJ just because I think I like the group. Uh, JT scares me just because I think that group is so tough. Um, so I'm mostly looking at, 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 for the top guys, I'm looking for guys who I think are most likely to get through their group. So um, DJ, maybe a little bit of Bryson. Um, and I like I actually like Webb a lot. I have to look at the exact uh, how it works out. But I think that Webb, um, I think his group works well. I, I'm not too scared of Mac Hughes. Um, Jeff mentioned Taylor Gooch playing well. And, and Casey's playing well too. But I think Webb's the guy in there that at 9,100 on DraftKings is, is an elite player that is not getting priced like it. All right. Very good. All right, I've given you some time to look at the brackets. Jeff, I want to hear a final four, and I want to hear your winner. All right, so I got final four. I'm going to go. I'm going to take Patrick Reed uh, coming out of the South region. Uh, I don't think it's called South region, but out of that that particular arm uh, of the bracket. Uh, I'm going to push through uh, Camp Smith 
that for, for reasons discussed earlier to the final four facing Reed and one semifinal. Uh, on the other side of, uh, of the coin, I am going to go well, – I'm, I'm like stuck between Sergio and DJ. I, I, will, I will take Dustin Johnson as a, as a semifinalist, uh, and he is going to end up going against my man Victor Hovland. Uh, in, in the the other semifinals, so do you that's have what... Hovland on our league too? I do. Yes. Oh, it sickens me. So I had him last year. I love him. I was like, oh, I'm on him. And then first player out of the shoot is DJ. I'm like, oh, that, he's stopping. I'll just I'll advance the bidding because there's no way he stops at this. And you know, I got him. He's the most expensive player in our league, but it was like our, the lowest, most expensive price we've had in a number of years. But uh, it's fine. It's fine. It just cost me <laughs> Hovland, and I'm a little bitter about that. But that's all right. Good luck. Uh, a Sergio uh, DJ Elite Eight matchup would ser- bode very well for me, so I'll take that. I'll accept that. Uh, Scott, what what, are, what do you got in the final four and your winner? It's tough. I'm definitely going to go Patrick Reed out of that uh, out of that bracket. I was going to go Cam Smith, but I think I'm going to go a little more chalky there. Um, actually, I'm not going to go chalky. I'm going to go Jason Day coming out of that group. So I'm going to go Reed and Day, and then I'm definitely taking Will Zalatoris out of that bottom left bracket, and then I like Webb Simpson in the top right bracket. So Webb. Zala Torres, Patrick Reed, and John and uh, and Jason Day. All right, I let Jeff go first in the final four, so you get to pick a winner first, Scott. Uh, I'm going to go Reed. I think that uh, you give me match play. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Reed versus Zala Torres, and uh, Reed coming out on top. And Jeff, I want to take uh, DJ over Cam Smith. All right, I that would it. be uh, that would be good for my fantasy team and Jeff's because I have Cam Smith. Currying favor with uh, the Rotowire guys. I like it there, Jeff. Well played. Smart. Um, all right. Uh, any parting shots before we uh, take off besides what the heck our, our show's name gonna, is going to be? We should let the people, we should crowdsource this. We have to figure out how to, how to find and how to, you know, make the people happy. This is for the people, right? We've yeah. got to give the people a name that they're happy with. So hopefully by next week we'll have a new, a new brand for the show. Uh, but. And I don't know. I don't know of another. What would you do? What do you do at Rotowire when you're naming franchises? Is there a is there- the Rotowire Fantasy Golf Podcast? It's super original. It works, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't do that. Scott, what do you got? Anything else to share? I uh, just uh, want to say, if you're betting uh, betting some longer shots, uh, Zalatoris, Connors, and Abe answer all above fifty to one are all uh, shots. That I think it'd be fun and have a chance to legit win this thing. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this week's version of the podcast formerly known as Better Golf. And we'll have a new name next week, hopefully. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, crowdsource. Let us know. what, what you, Those are some good, good names. Maybe we'll choose yours. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.